Rohingya people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on the America Outlaw Talk Radio. Thank you very much again for joining us. Um, I'm going to run three segments, and uh, this is, uh, you know, segment one or the first part. America Outlaw Talk Radio. This uh, talk radio show, it plays on IART Radio Network. And um, I wanted to remind you all that we need to give thanks uh, to Malcolm, etc., for giving us the opportunity to showcase data, evidence, etc., because the the work legacy media would not have us on. People like me, McCullough, Rich, etc., we COVID contrarians, skeptics, who've been making the case to the public about everything that was wrong with COVID, all of the harms, especially from the vaccine. <clears throat> but this media player, you know. This uh this talk radio plays on iHeartRadio Network, and you could also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. And um, the reality is that we have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast on the same apps. I wanted to also tell you up front but all of my shows go to podcast the following day after the broadcast is heard on Talk Radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts, and many more. But be sure you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me also. Look, I'll be frank. I, I want you to make America Out Loud, americaoutloud.com, your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. <clears throat> we all must do our part and share the stories, articles, podcasts, and videos so we can help <clears throat> secure America's future. I want to begin tonight's show by reminding you that um, I write my daily blog. It's a substack. It's called Alexander COVID News. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R space COVID space news. That's Alexander COVID news and it's free. I make the information available, everything to do with COVID and the political news to available for free. Um, I put no restrictions on commenting or anything. Uh, there's a yearly $29 membership fee if you want to subscribe. Um, if you want to pay the membership fee, please. Um, it helps me financially. And if you cannot, well, please remain as a free subscriber. There's no difference between free subscribers and paid subscribers. So <clears throat> in today's show, this segment, so to speak, <clears throat> there are many things that we need to consider this week. And I'll start off with this. I want to make a controversial statement. My statement is that for the last 
20, 30, 40, 50 years, 80 years. That's within our domain that we can see. And then for the last 100, 500, 1,000, 2,000 years, etc. The truth of the matter is, I would say 15, 1,600 years. The truth of the matter is that most of the problems that the globe faces at certain countries that we all face technically <clears throat> can be traced to radical Islam. And I'm talking about Islamists and jihadists. I'm not talking about mainstream moderate adherents to Islam. I'm talking about those extreme radical Islamists, those who, in my view, they live amongst us in the 21st century, yet their minds are in the 6th century. And that's the issue. That is where the mismatch and the cross thread is. That they're trying to operate in the 21st century, yet behaving as if they were in the 6th century. I remember this case in, uh, in Canada. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> there was this uh, Syrian refugee who came up to the um you know when Merkel opened the um opened Europe to the refugees and really flooded um um Europe with millions <clears throat> of military aged males young men who were entering Europe and they began to commit a bunch of crimes mass rape gang rape across Europe in Sweden Finland Norway Denmark Belgium etc murders, bombings, taking trucks and running over people and killing them, etc. The thing is that um, what I'm trying to argue is that this has been going on for a depth of time and, and I think governments and societies globally have tried to pretend that we did not have a problem and this did not, did not exist. And I remember when Merkel lit the funeral pyres of Britain and let these refugees in up to Macedonia and all these places, and then up in Italy, France, Spain, UK, etc. Um, there was one of these refugees who went to Canada and and um, I'm not telling you how they got there, etc. But but the point I'm making is that they ended up in one of the uh, eastern provinces of Canada. And the thing is, from the reporting that I saw, this refugee, Islamic refugee, I believe it was from Syria. Um. <clears throat> Fondled or molested several young girls in a school as part of the society. And the thing is that um, what was interesting, well, not interesting, it was frightening, but it was interesting as to when you think about it. But <clears throat> the reality is it was gut-wrenching, frightening, and just criminally wrong. And what happened was that at a certain point, you listened you read to what the, uh, the defense lawyer was trying to argue, what the judges and etc. were saying, and it was just basically insane. 
Because what he was saying is that um, what he was trying to argue, this uh, refugee, is that where he came from in the Middle East, either Syria or Lebanon or one of these, or North Africa, Algeria, Morocco, Tunis, etc. The what he's saying is that as part of his religion, rape, gang rape, molestation of little kids is normal. That's what he said. <clears throat> and the judge went as far in their insanity, in their work madness, as telling the jury, I believe I read where he instructed the jury to take this beast, this animal, this feral, banal animal, bottom dweller animal, to take this animal's history and culture into account. Because in this person's culture or behavior, and we are talking about what he tried to explain in, in Islam, <clears throat> this was normal behavior. And that's the argument that I'm making. That's the insanity that we live. So I started off the substack this week. The title of the substack is Bataclan. You remember Bataclan, France? That that area, that club where Islamists um went into this club. I don't know if the name of the club was Bataclan or the region was Bataclan, France. I believe this happened in 2015. And they killed about 100, between 130 to 150 people. And you know, the reporting back then tried to cover everything up, etc. But it was about, I believe, 10 to 11 terrorists from Syria. I'm talking about refugees. They were all illegal. They were part of the refugee system that Merkel set up. <clears throat> but what happened was um, they went into the Bataclan and they killed about 150 people. What they did to the people on the first floor, the patrons, the men and women who were dancing, it's a nightclub, was, was, was depraved and barbaric. There was no explanation for what they did. It was it, <clears throat> the pathologists who went in after the crime. Over 130, near 150 people died. They they ran out of the building and puked all over the pavement. They, these are the pathologists who deal with death all the time. They said they've never seen anything like it. What these beasts did to the patrons on the second floor of that building, of that nightclub, in the Bataclan nightclub, was so monstrous, it defies a human explanation. <clears throat> they reserved their greatest venom and hatred for women, these 11 or so Islamic Muslim adherents. They cut out the eyes of the people. They cut off the men's balls. You must read about it and, and stuff the men's balls in their mouths. The parents of victims said that they couldn't even identify the dead, their, their, their children. They could only identify them by a piece of skin on their face because their, their face was so stabbed up, they couldn't even make out their face. 
these beasts disemboweled the 130 people, 140 people. They, the reporting says that they cut their stomach open. All their intestines strewn all over the floor. And they did it when the people were alive. But what they did to women was unspeakable. I'll just tell you the, the tamest part. They repeatedly, they took knives and repeatedly stabbed the women in their vaginas. And that was the decent part. So I wanted people to remember Bataclan because that is coming to Canada, courtesy of Trudeau. That is coming to America. It's already here, courtesy of Obama in the past and Biden. Remember Tashfeen Malik, the San Bernardino shooter? I think she shot 11 or 12 people dead. We have many Tashfeens around among us. You see, thank God for the founding fathers of America and the Second Amendment. Thank God. Because it's the Second Amendment today that prevents America from falling. It's the Second Amendment today that has the world still standing. The Second Amendment of America has saved the world. Because had the Second Amendment been taken apart and America had none, the world would not survive what's at its doorstep today. So my substack title was Bataclan, yes. When the Islamists, the Muslim jihadists, when they cut out the eyes of the 130 people, it was peace. They were trying to show you that they were a religion of peace. When they stabbed the woman in their genitals, in their vaginas, repeatedly, again, we are mistaken, people like me, we are mistaken to say they are not a religion of peace because that repeated stabbing of the woman's vaginas was a peaceful act to them. When they disemboweled the over 130 people, have their guts streaming all over the floor, again, you would be wrong. You would be wrong to question Islam, radical Islam, because again, that was via religion of peace. When they cut out the men's balls, their testicles, and stuffed it in their mouths, and then they, they got disemboweled, their lungs all over while they were alive, their intestines all over the floor, while they were still alive. That too was peaceful. That was a peaceful act on their part. So I'm trying to say it was my bad. This really was a religion of peace. I'm sorry. It was always about peace. But we just didn't understand. We just didn't understand. Well, at this point, I want to, um, I want to, well, I think I should be closing off this segment, but I look forward to segment two, segment three. But there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now. 
a lot of actions and behaviors that defies a human explanation and logic. I wanted to um close off this segment by reminding you that um I write my daily blog, Alexander COVID News. I support the wellness company. That's TWC.health. T as in Tom, W as in White, C as in Charlie, dot health. And uh, this company is trying to revolutionize medicine. We're giving you a lot of options and choices, particularly within the telemedicine domain, as well as, as well as besides telemedicine, TWC sells a range of nutraceuticals. There's one particular good one, which is the spike recovery product formulation, which seeks to detoxify the blood and tissue following the virus or the spike or the, the uh, messenger RNA vaccine. So I wanted to um, take this opportunity to thank you for listening to segment one and supporting the wellness company, supporting my blog and, um, I look forward to having you in the uh, separate segment, the second segment. Um, I want you to, um, before I close off this segment, may I ask you to support me by going to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E. You could provide me any kind of financial support. It would be helpful to me. The email is sr7283 at gmail.com. That's S as in Samantha, R as in Rebecca, 7283 at gmail.com. So if you could provide even even one dollar support in this cancel world culture, it will help me tremendously. Thank you very much. And I wanted to in the, in the next segment I'll open up with um with uh the United States role in the Israel Hamas war at this point. Thank you very much. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder it's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas bloating and occasional constipation there's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller it worked go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15 percent off using the code OUTLOUD. global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally how can you improve your odds of staying healthy the answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous 
for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Copix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome to the... <clears throat> Once again, as we move forward with the America Out Loud talk radio, and we continue our discussion... <clears throat> I want to take the opportunity to thank you again for supporting me and uh, supporting us at America Out Loud. Remember my blog at Alexander COVID News. It's free. Please subscribe. And um, I support with Dr. McCullough, Dr. Rich, etc. We support the wellness company at twc.health. That's T as in Tom, W as in White, C as in Charlie, dot health. And you could find a range of nutraceuticals there, including the spike recovery <clears throat> product, which helps because of the natokinase within that spike recovery product. It helps detoxify the spike protein from virus, as well as vaccine, and offers may offer some, some assistance. Because people are struggling and suffering with long COVID symptoms. Um you know, I wanted to touch on the fact of this this manhunt still on for the main mass shooting suspect. I think he killed about 20 people. And then Lewiston in our main Massachusetts. Uh, no, not main Massachusetts. Um, main, <clears throat> but it's mass shooting in a place called Lewiston, uh, main. I don't know, but I... I think everybody's talking about everything except they're not talking about his religion. You know, they try quickly to say this is some this is from mental illness and and if not the guns, the guns put on legs of its own and the guns shot the people. They 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 wanna blame it on the weapons, but not the person who used the weapons. I'm going one step further. I'm seeing like the German wings pilot <clears throat> that flew the plane into the Alps. I'm seeing do not take this guy's religion off the table. Do not do that. Because often a lot of these people, they don't look Islamic to you. But they have become radicalized. They went and they touched. They went and they've touched that uh, religion. And they've read very, very toxic stuff. And their minds were warped in the beginning already. Their minds were warped. So do not take it off the table. But this kind of crime is depraved. And people just mass shoot so many people. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about President Trump a little bit again. In the sense that I think that when you put all of the characters on the table, all of the Democrats, <clears throat> all of the Republicans, there's no one capable of dealing with the challenges that America faces today than President Trump. And I think that um, we have the Iran, 
participation in the in the war right now between Hamas and Israel. So we have that potentially expanding to a global world war with potentially nuclear weapons involved. We have the Ukraine-Russia issue, again, world war, with the potential for nuclear weapons too. We have right now China flexing its muscles in terms of Taiwan. You know, China dominating the, the seas out there, building man-made islands. You know, the controversies over the Spratly Islands and the Malaccan Straits. <clears throat> These sea lanes so critical to the movement of goods across the world. So we have so many issues, and President Trump is, <clears throat> in my view, the most suitable, the only Mandingo out there, Mandingo, who could go up into D.C. and tear the place down. Not literally, literally, but figuratively. He needs to burn Washington down to the ground, take it down to its very studs, raise it, and take all those alphabet agencies, particularly the health ones, and strip them down to the studs, fire, fire a thousand employees top down across the board, all of the agencies. They're corrupted, inept, inept people. They've been working against the government. <clears throat> Some people asked me to touch base on the COVID protocol. If you if you recollect, I've spoken about this before, but people are right now because because in America and in Canada and in Britain, etc., we're beginning to try and unpack and try to unravel what really happened here. How did so many people, especially our elderly people, how did they die in such large numbers? <clears throat> Was it really the virus? Did the virus do this? I mean, let's be honest. Whatever it was released did um did cause respiratory influenza-like illness and symptoms. But we know that a common cold or influenza kills people with respiratory conditions, especially elderly people with underlying medical conditions. So we're talking about sick people to begin with. So we know that. We, we we know that. Um, but the question is, did this virus kill? Was this virus the principal agent? And I argue that we lost people due to this virus. I argue this, we did lose some, the most vulnerable. But we lost a large segment due to the lockdowns themselves and the designation of all of the beds in the hospitals as COVID beds so that you couldn't get care for your, if your heart, if your chest was hurting you, and you probably had low-grade initially, low-grade angina. You know, you had some sort of cardiovascular issue, but you couldn't get no one to, to test it out, to see you. You just had to go home and wait. And during the time of the lockdowns, the couple of years, a lot of people progressed along the disease sequelae. So much so that... Um, along the disease sequence, so much so that now we are seeing a lot of them captured in the excess mortality and the all-cause mortality, which has gone up substantially, especially and principally in those societies that were high vaccine uptakers. 
So there are a lot of links and a lot of um cogent, almost conclusive arguments we can make. But I'm talking about what happened to Granny and Grandpa. And I think to explain it again, I have to talk about the black hole of COVID. So what happened? <clears throat> so we lost some people due to the virus itself or this 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 pneumonia type illness, this um this this respiratory pathogen. <clears throat> but we lost a lot of people due to being denied treatment from the doctor or the hospitals and they they just progressed along the disease sequently and they got gravely ill and some have died. We've lost a lot of people due to the vaccine itself. The vaccine has killed a lot of people. And uh, we know that it's been very harmful. It's been ineffective and harmful. But most importantly, I argue, and we argue that they, we lost the vast majority of people by the medical system management of people. It's how our elderly, our parents, our grandparents, our vulnerable people were treated by the medical system once they accessed it. So as an example, <clears throat> when your grandparent or parent, <clears throat> they were home or they were in a nursing home and they developed a little cough and you doing what you thought was the correct thing, you rushed them because they're elderly, right? And they have underlying medical condition. So you rush them to the nursing home quickly. Not the nursing home, the hospital, ER. Or the nursing home rush them to the ER, or you from your private home rush them to the ER. Let's say granny had a little cough or wasn't feeling well, and she complained that she wasn't feeling well. She was rushed to the um <clears throat> to the ER. And once she touches the door of the ER, her 28-day mortality goes up almost 50%. That she would get some iatrogenic type of infection from within the hospital setting that would, that would get her very sick and potentially die. We knew that. But what happened to her in this black hole? Well, in this black hole of COVID, we call it, <clears throat> Granny was given this COVID test, the PCR test that you all got, and it was 95 to 97% false positive. So we knew that 95 to 95, 95 to 97 of every 100 people testing tested who tested positive, <clears throat> we argue that the data is so bulletproof that 95 of them, of that 100, were false positive. We closed society down. We pull people out of schools. We shut everything down when you were not positive. But then what did they do to Granny? Well, what they did was they isolated her and put her in the back room behind the glass wall. Doctors wouldn't touch her. Nurses wouldn't touch her. And this isolation began to kill her. What did they do next? They sedated her next with a, with a combination of drugs called Midazolam and diamorphine. And these two drugs together took Granny closer to her death. Because Midazolam is a paralytic. It's also a respiratory suppressant. So that if, if that person's breathing was already labored, even before COVID, for some reason, 
<clears throat> these drugs suppresses the immune system, the uh, respiratory system so much and cause serious consequences. So granny is hidden away in the back room. Family can't see granny. Nobody could. Doctors don't touch her. Nurses don't touch her. She's isolated and she's spiraling down to death. They see data with midazolam and diamorphine, which are paralytics that you give prisoners on death row before you execute them. So you could paralyze them before introducing the potassium cyanide, etc. <clears throat> so granny is very sick and dying at this point, but she's in a hospital setting. So everybody's trying to make money. The hospital, the CEO, the doctors, everyone is incentivized in some crooked, corrupted way. <clears throat> so the reality about it is that Granny is sedated with midazolam. So she's almost comatose. She can't move. So with that isolation now, she can't move. She can't speak. She becomes, she begins to get very malnourished. And with that mal malnourishment comes dehydration. So Granny is spiraling downwards. And what did they do? They put do not resuscitate orders on Granny, not even with the family agreeing to that. So the family did not agree. The medical system imposed that. And no one could have seen her. <clears throat> we knew from the 1917-1918 Spanish flu that while it was viral viral pneumonia, um, viral influenza type of illness, we knew that most of the people, most people who develop um can develop a bacterial pneumonia secondary to the viral infection. And we saw that in the Spanish room. When we look back, backwards at the data, we could see that most of the people who developed um, uh, who were infected, <clears throat> when they developed pneumonia and sepsis, it was secondary to the viral infection. But we did not have antibiotics then. So we couldn't treat the people, but today we have. And the shame about it, the deadliness about it, the recklessness about it was that <clears throat> doctors said that they were prohibited from prescribing antibiotics, that some higher level agency dictated that they do not use antibiotics because COVID was a viral infection and antibiotics are for bacteria. But we know and we knew we actually have data from 1917, 1918, that that um, persons who develop viral pneumonia, etc., um, who 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 are infected, and um, uh, with with the 1917 pandemic influenza, etc., that it is bacterial pneumonia secondary to the viral infection that caused their deaths. The vast majority of people who died in 1917, 1918, Spanish who died due to um, bacterial pneumonia. Doctors who denied day in November, today in 2021, 2022, that they could not use antibiotics to try and save the lives of these patients, which we argue all of them will be alive today who died. So... Granny is sedated. She can't eat. She can't drink. 
She's isolated. She's spiraling downwards. She's there fraudulently because it was likely she, she was not positive for anything. Probably just had a little cough or something. Do not resuscitate orders imposed on Granny. And besides that, um, antibiotics were prohibited. That is why we placed antibiotics at the center of the early treatment protocol. Me, McCullough, Zelenko, Ladapo, all of us. Because we realized that while the antivirals um, would work to suppress viral replication, etc., in the first phase, um, it was the subsequent situation that we that that what we we what what we found as part of this COVID protocol is that besides the do not resuscitate orders um, and the no antibiotics, which was devastating because this persons these people developed end stage sepsis. But what you have also is they pumped granny with remdesivir, which was a kidney and liver toxic drug that killed people that killed. It was ineffective. The research showed that, even the NIH research, but it also killed. Yet we made remdesivir the standard of care. And along with that, we placed Granny on, we gave her, we intubated her, and then we placed on a ventilator. And what we found is the ventilator killed 90% of people who were on it. Because often, because everything was going so chaotic, uh, the tech who would um, often the tech would, uh, uh, in this situation, with with the um, the denial of antibiotics, what we have is a situation where, with all of the multiple toxic drugs that were given, with denial of antibiotics, with the um, do not resuscitate orders. With the isolation, the malnourishment, the dehydration, with the sedation with diamorphine and midazolam, with the pumping of remdesivir, which was kidney and liver toxic, and killing granny, which was a failed Ebola drug, they ended up intubating her and then putting her on the ventilator. We knew now, but we knew way before now, I wrote about it and spoke about it, that the ventilator killed. About 95% of people who died, died because of a ventilator. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back uh, to this segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on the America Outlaw Talk Radio Network. Remember, you can you can hear these talk shows the day after on podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, etc. I would urge you to consider my Substack, my blog, Alexander COVID News. It's free. Please support Malcolm and his outfit. Um, they're doing a lot of good work, allowing uh, making uh, our information accessible to you. Um, there are many, many stories right now, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know really how to talk because the, a lot of them are so pressing. Well, I mean, of course, for the last twenty, twenty-one days, Hamas has invaded, uh, attacked Israel. And Israel is responding as they still take attack from Hamas, from Hezbollah, etc. Yes, um, as you know, recently America also entered this fray by bombing some Iranian um, connected to Syria. So, you know, America is inching its way into full-blown involvement. And this is a dangerous situation for America. I'll be honest with you about something. I want to be out front. I don't like bloodshed. I don't like pain. I don't like suffering of people, especially children, especially innocent people. So my issue is that um, Israel has a right to defend itself because it was attacked. And um, the only hope that we pray for is that whatever Israel is doing long term, that it um it targets the bad people properly so that they don't have civil civilian casualties, you know, children, women, etc., who really are not part of the battles and the violence. Uh, I think this is a very serious issue, and um. It's just a horrible state of events right now because what we really need is a good statesman, stateswoman, who could come to the forefront. This is what I believe. I believe what is needed now is not full. Well, what is needed on immediate, Israel has to respond. So 
one could argue maybe they've taken the last 20 years to set the battlefield and to lay the groundwork. But to say that Israel is to respond going to Gaza and stay there and keep pummeling Gaza, I think this hard power, the overt hard power is a wrong thing to do because there are, there's a lot of issues around optics too. And the public, the general public, even the global community, at a certain point, will realize that Israel is a is um has exacted a toll. I think, and that enough enough already, and leave. I think how matters like this must be solved is yes, some overt heavy retaliatory response, but I think a lot has to be dealt with by um shadow diplomacy. In the shadows, things that have to be done must not be done in our face. They must be done in the shadows, combined with some high-level diplomacy. Between diplomacy and the operations taking place in the shadows, um, a lot of change could be effected. And I think this is a situation that may eventually need that sort of approach because the optics of Israel con continuously shelling and entering the Gaza is, would be very controversial longer term. There's this situation with this eight-year-old boy, an, an Israeli kid. He's eight years old. Um, I think his name was Yonatan Moshe. M O S H E is surname Moshe. First name Yonatan. Y O N A T A N. And um, he was eight years old, and he basically was a poster child for the vaccines especially in children in Israel. And um, the, 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 what is shocking and why I wrote about it is because um, he has suddenly died. And um, he died of a cardiac arrest. And what we've been arguing, McCullough, me, James Torp, Reish, all of us, is that there's silent myocarditis where there's no overt symptoms often. And with silent myocarditis, if you did have silent myocarditis and you exerted yourself at a point, um, the flood of adrenaline and cat catecholamine, so to speak, that are flooded into the bloodstream to begin the coping mechanism and the response. Um, Bades a heart, a heart musculature, myocardia that is, that is damaged. It is damaged. It's not optimal, and there is not proper contraction or electrical conduction at that point, at those points in the heart muscle. So this adrenaline bathing the already suboptimal heart um, can put the heart into irregular atrial fibrillations and eventual cardiac death. And that's cardiac arrest we're talking about. And um, Jonathan Moshe, he recently died in Israel from a cardiac arrest. And you know, when Dr. McCullough and us have come out before, and we spoke about the hidden and long-term risks of post-vaccine myocarditis, that's myocarditis, pericarditis, subsequent to the vaccine. We, we won't just blowing smoke and making things up. We knew that there was a serious problem. Um, also, uh, what I wanted to touch base on is that um, I wrote a substack about uh, 
the spike recovery product from the wellness company. And the reality about it is the spike recovery has nidokinase in it, but there's also two other substances that we are we are talking about, we're looking seriously at and promoting it. Besides the nidokinase, one is bromelain, that's B-R-O-M-E-L-A-I-N, and one is curcumin, C-U-R-C-U-M-I-N. And you know, uh, us at the wellness company, McCullough, et cetera, we are promoting this as a, as a sort of a trifecta base spike protein. And, um, you know, the reality about it is that this trifecta approach, these three products, these three, you know, chemicals, not chemicals, these three substances, in this case, I'll say products, um, they have the potential to detoxify or dissolve spike protein. To be honest, spike either from the virus or from the vaccine itself, vaccine-induced. Remember, the spike protein is pathological. It's a pathogen, and it damages and ravages the, the heart's vas vasculature. If you look at the blood vessels, the arteries that exit the heart, the veins, all of these different blood, blood vessel systems, you would see that um, there's an, the inner lining is called the endothelium. Well, there's one lining there with the endothelium called the glycocalyx. Anyway, um, you would see that these would be separated. Um, uh, the thing about it is that when the spike protein is taken up by cells in the body, so even heart cells, etc., the spike protein is displayed on the cell membrane as part of the immune response. However, that spike protein sometimes gets untethered from the transmembrane protein that it should sit in. The spike protein ends up in the bloodstream, free-floating all over. And... Um, This is a problem. So we are promoting the nidokinase as part of the spike recovery product, as well as the trifecta that includes both. I mean, that includes the nidokinase plus bromelium plus curcumin. And um, we would like people to consider this trifecta approach. Dr. McCullough is very strong behind it. And I'd like to... I'd like to read you out a, a URL that can take you to the specific website where you can read about the spike recovery product with nidokinase, etc. And you could consider purchasing if you want, if this is something that you think will help you. I remind people always that no breastfeeding woman, no pregnant woman, no woman entering the phase of pregnancy, almost pregnant. I mean, you know what I mean by almost pregnant? Um... Uh, these persons, children, persons who want blood thinners, etc., they are not to take any medical device, take any drug, any therapeutic, any natural health product, any supplement, nothing. Um, unless they get no young child, unless they get parental permission and there's counseling, etc. Um, I'd like to give you the uh, the URL. It's https 
colon forward slash forward slash www.twc that's t as in tom w as woman c as in charlie dot health forward slash collections that's c-o-l-l-e-c-t-i-o-n-s forward slash covid19 with no space between covid and 19 and no hyphen just covid and the number 19 forward slash products forward slash long l-o-n-g with a hyphen hall h-a-u-l hyphen formula f-o-r-m-u-l-a with a question mark and the other word is ref r-e-f and equals sign and then capital p-a-u-l please go to my site and how i explained um the spike recovery product and how beneficial it could be for a range of other conditions so that was something that I wanted to touch base on tonight as to why we are suggesting natokinase or bromelain or curcumin to detox. And the reality is that despite protein from the virus itself, man-made gain of function, um, it, it is pathological and it was not studied initially. So we foolishly... Um, uh, I wanted to sh- to shift focus right now. The, the the reality is because this, but but let me say it this way. I wanted to shift, but I realized I should finish my thoughts. You know, despite protein from the virus itself, all the gain of function from the vaccines, so Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, etc., remains in the tissues and cells. We know that we have the research publications. You know, and not for hours when it remains. It it now theoretically, we can say it remains lifelong. So your cells are producing from the messenger RNA molecule, it's producing spike protein 24-7 in you, no breaks. And uh, that could lead to immune exhaustion, that could lead to, to immune tolerance, which is an a class which IgG4 uh the reality about it is that even now we struggle. We struggle to understand how did we get here, all of the wrongs. And, you know, the bottom line is that COVID is done. You know, I want to say it clearly to you so you don't get confused by the media. COVID is, COVID is done. This this almost fraud, fake non-pandemic using an overcycle PCR test, yet we noted a 0.05% infection fatality rate for persons under 70, 75. You know, the lockdowns, the school closures, the business closures, the shielding, all of it failed. There's no evidence anywhere in the world that any one of those policies was successful. And that's the legacy of COVID. That everything that they did or tried did not work. And uh, they responded by hardening the lockdowns, hardening the COVID policies, extending them, which is so bizarre. But that's what they did. And in doing so, they harmed a lot of people and hurt a lot of people. And a lot of people died as a result of their often specious unscientific, unsung theories and practices. 
Um, I wanted to remind you also that if you look at things, you place it all in a circle. You could see a small portion of the circle. The deaths there were due to the virus itself. And principally, the median age of that was like 83, 85, with underlying um, medical conditions. And uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that in that circle where we could account for some of the deaths due to the virus itself, killing the low-hanging fruit, if our very elderly parents who, were, who had major underlying medical conditions. Um, some people died due to the fact that they were denied treatment in the hospitals. When they turned up to the hospital, <clears throat> they could not get in, and they were told that all the beds were designated for COVID. So these are the issues that we have to study and for a very long time. And a lot of people could probably even develop a learning career surrounding these issues. <clears throat> you know it's the vaccine. The vaccine has killed probably the third, the second highest killer to me was the mRNA vaccine. But I think that... um. When we put all things on the table, it was the medical management. It was how we took care of our elderly, our parents, our friends. Any hospital system, the medical management is what killed people. And uh, with the isolation of the high-risk vulnerable person, <clears throat> the malnourishment, the dehydration, the mistreatment, Pumping with a range of toxic drugs, do, do not resuscitate orders, not giving them antibiotics when that was de desperately needed. People went on to develop sepsis, sepsis when they did not need to. All of these different issues. And we find that when you sedated the elderly with midazolam and diamorphine, you, you took them towards death. On top of that, they were malnourished, they were dehydrated, and they were isolated. So they were suffering. We pumped them with remdesivir then, and uh, that was that failed Ebola drug. And, you know, true to the matters, we lost many people. And it is very painful. And that's why we wrote the 33 horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. 33 horsemen, and I go through all of them. Bola, Bansel, Fauci, Burks, everyone. Look, let me end this one by thanking you. Please consider supporting me by going to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, my email is sr7283 at gmail.com. Even if it's $1, it helps me tremendously. Thank you very much and blessings to everyone.